You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at Patreon.com slash Thunderquack. Uh, just like our Patreon producers, Brian Mrioski and JJ Samuel do, or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Uh, and Hey, I, I, I give, I give the non Patreon, uh, people a hard time a lot. Uh, but I'm going to throw this out there. I, some people, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't got the buck. And that's fine. It's cool. Here's one way that you can support us that's not through Patreon, which is to go to iTunes or whatever podcatcher or whatever that you're using and leave a rating and a review. We don't have a lot of ratings on the Thunderquack podcast. We do on the other ones, but but the Thunderquack podcast is a bit more of a like a weird niche audience. It's like niches within niches. It's like a Russian doll of niches. Um so like do us a favor go leave it. a review uh ratings are good but the but the written reviews are 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 really 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 good for the algorithm um and uh, and people actually sometimes find them useful in determining whether or not they're going to listen to a podcast so uh so if you don't have the dollar or five dollars or ten dollars uh then uh then that is one way that you can definitely support us uh that doesn't cost you anything so I actually um, totally had really good service last weekend and asked the server how we could help. And she said, write a Google review. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> like that's yeah. fair because it's, it's so true. Like people, like I actually, there's been a couple things where like, I've been trying to get sponsorship. I tried to get sponsorship for this thing a while ago. And they were like, you know what? We don't care about credit in your film. We care about everybody writing us a Google review. And I was like, Oh, okay. There cool. you go. So yeah. It, yeah, you know what? It's actually it's really awesome. difficult to get people to write positive reviews. People will write negative reviews at the drop of a hat, but it's oh, yeah. very difficult to get people to write positive reviews because uh, human beings are by nature uh, awful, um, <laughs> just horrendous. Yeah, we fair. just we just we 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 do the wrong thing by default. Most we of also the just time. need to sometimes shout into the void, and the void happens to be review websites. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like um, that's or like Twitter the, the... or yeah, like like I can't believe that I got this service. It's like yeah, yeah settle down, <laughs> settle <laughs> down. Amazon shipped you a thing. You're killing the planet by buying it. You're you're not a hero. All right, knock it off. Um, <laughs> Fair. We 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 have a very focused episode tonight. I think. We d- I'm I'm very excited. We, we had a very had unfocused. Actually... We had a very very unfocused beginning of our recording session when we did our uncut thing. So this is I just said you know you don't need to support us monetarily, but I am also going to say hot on the heels of that, this one is going to be worth it for the uncut because I think it might actually clock in as longer than the actual <laughs> episode. 
because we're super focused tonight. Um, and we're going to talk. You're jinxing it. You can't say that we're super focused in podcasts. No, we are. No, that we're tangent. We have nothing else. We have nothing else to get into right now because of everything that we just talked about already. I have, I have no other media to talk about. I I have two pieces of media to talk about. One that you brought up a couple weeks ago, um, that I hadn't seen yet that I have seen. I watched the green Knight. I don't have a ton to say about it though, because what a phenomenal movie that I didn't understand at all. And (laughs) I I have, (laughs) I have no ego about that. I know that it is phenomenally well-made. I know that it is deep and spiritual and intellectual and (laughs) philosophical and all of that stuff. And I understand the broad strokes of it, right? Like I understand, (laughs) you know, these, these ideas of like, what, like, is it better to be a great man than a good man? What, what is the cost of being a hero you know, like, do you lose your soul? All of that sort of stuff. I understand those honor, broad strokes. All of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the cost of honor? All of that stuff. There is so much nuance that I know is soaring over, under, past my head. Um, that that I need, I need some Arthurian scholars to to really uh, uh, school me on that one. Um, oh, I and I have, you. I do have a few resources. I have a few friends that I'll that I'll bug about that at some point. But I, I, yeah, it, what a great movie. Um, the things that I can talk at length about on it, I won't bore everybody with, but the, the cinematography was some of the best that I've seen in the last decade. Like what, what the green Knight looks and feels the way Guillermo del Toro wishes his movies felt and looked, (laughs) which I love Guillermo del Toro. But there's a there is a there is a campiness to his movies that like sometimes he leans into like Hellboy and Pacific Rim that that really works for me. But then other times, Guillermo del Toro movie. Yeah. Other times, like Pan's Labyrinth, it's like it's like like I want I want him to just like pull back a little bit more, just a little bit more. I still have Shape of Water is Guillermo del Toro as well, right? Um, I still yes, haven't watched I know about that. that. Oh, really? Sure. I, you know, I like, I like that. I had no idea that Pacific Rim was Guillermo del Toro. Is it? I, but yeah, no. I, I, I feel, it? I feel like it was very much like in, in his wheelhouse, but much more restrained than he would have been, which is, which is a good and bad thing because I also, like I said, like Hellboy, the Hellboy movies, Pacific Rim. Like I love it. Hellboy two is not a great story, but when they go into that that market in like the underground elf world, and there's just it's just popular. It's been. it's like it is George Lucas's been. dream of what he wanted the Cantina to be, right? Like, which oh. is what they were going for. Is like that was like Guillermo del Toro doing the Cantina from Star Wars, and it's it is one of the best things ever put on film for sure. I uh, but but the Green Knight. It's like it's the same aesthetic and the same tone and mood, but it's so much more restrained. And and to me, that's what's so I it's admirable. It's not that it's better or worse. It's an it's an admirable quality to a fantasy film 
to be restrained. It's not lame in the way that like, uh, like a JJ Abrams sci-fi, like super eight would be where it's like, we're just not going to show you. Right. We're we're just going to, you're going to see the sparks, but you're never going to see the monster. Um, it, it, but, but it's like, it, it is very much in just like a very like thoughtful, conscientious way of like, like grounding it while it being a completely surreal and absurd film. Um, but yeah, man. And, and, and Dev Patel is. Uh, he's I, just, he's amazing. I don't like, I don't know. I love him. I don't have words to express how great his performance is. If he's not nominated for an Academy Award for this movie, I think that that will be a sign of the incredible racism of the Academy Awards. Systemic. I don't think anybody's being over it. It's not going to be surprising to anybody. Yeah. I don't know. Um, But yeah, like. Like I said, like I don't, I don't have. That's why I there's we can't talk about it for like an hour because I literally don't have the ability to express how I feel about the movie because right. it is, yeah. it, it to me it is really. I think this is the reason why it works. I think this is the reason why it's successful as a film. Not I'm not talking about financially, monetarily, whatever. I'm talking about like in terms of like you set out to make a movie and you made you made a flipping movie because there is no other medium in which that story would work in the way that it does it absolutely needs to be a motion picture uh it 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 needs all of the things that that means it it needs brilliant performances from amazing actors uh joel joel egerton also delivers such a weirdly understated and nuanced performance where you're like which one is he the lord oh yeah um it's it's weird it's such a it's such an intriguing performance and i'm left with so many questions that i don't want the answer to like that's (laughs) like that's the nature of this movie where it's like there's so much of it that you're like Okay, I think I understand what happened there. There's stuff that I'll actually like. I might talk to you after this because I don't want to spoil it for somebody who hasn't seen it. But but there are things. No more answers than you because I don't understand. I don't understand what happened in it. So there are there are some things that happen where I'm like where I'm like okay, I think I I think I understand what that was. But but there are there are a lot of things where it's where I am very much of the mind that like the mystery is the reason why it's compelling um that's fair that's fair it's like you know i this is a really weird parallel to draw but i'm gonna draw it anyways uh it it actually emotionally reminds me a lot of the big lebowski because there are a lot of moments in the movie the big lebowski before i dug deep into it to understand the meta textual narrative in the big lebowski um, and sort of and like the references and 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 all of that sort of thing that like even when I didn't understand that stuff, I still connected with that oh my the, God, my the like there's like a 
I'm going to sound like such a pretentious douchebag. I don't know what you're trying to say. Sorry, no, no. Gonna... I know exactly what I need to say in order to get my points across. It's just going to sound, sound like so bad. It's okay. Lean into it, buddy. It's all good. 100%. There's like a sublime absurdity in The Big Lebowski that is exactly the same in The Green Knight. Where like when he gets hit over the head and 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 has like the dream of, of like the, the he's like... The musical don't number. Ruin, don't like, ruin. The, don't ruin. The no, 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 no. Not, not, not in the Green Knight. In the Big Lebowski. No, You've all had I've your chance seen, to see the Big Lebowski. I've, I've never seen the Big Lebowski. Oh my God, Amanda! <laughs> it's like Top Gun. We should watch it. <laughs> don't ruin the Big Lebowski. I'm not. It doesn't ruin anything. There's a musical number okay. at one point in the Big Lebowski that is that exactly what I'm talking about. It's the Amazing. sort of thing that's in the trailer. Amazing. Great. And it, like okay. I said, it's, there's like a sublime absurdity to it that where you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. It is tonally dissonant with the rest of this film. And yet there is no other context in which this could possibly make sense. Right. And I understand what's happening. Right. It's like, it, it and I love that type of story. I love it when the absurdity has logic, like when there's when there's like a harmony within the chaos. You know, it's it's just like it's one of the reasons why I love community so much, because community is off the wall, crazy bananas, but it is so thematically tight at the same time that it's just like it like it it's the it's a it's a juxtaposition of flavors right so like the green knight is very dark and serious and the tone is like it's it's very self-serious like it it definitely wants to be taken seriously and then presents things that are only fantastical and ridiculous are only like completely bananas off the wall. And it's like, it's, it's where those two things collide. It's like watching coffee and cream swirl, you know, like you, there's like a hypnotic (laughs) aspect to that. Now I'm bringing up like that, that visual is in my mind because of the movie pie, which is another movie that has like a sublime absurdity to it. And it's like, it, it, like these, they're all kind of in the same, these, all of this whole conversation is all kind of the same thing. So it, it's really hard for me to sell it, but all I can do is heartily recommend it. And I paid $25 to sit by myself and watch it. And I would, yeah. and and I would absolutely endorse it at that price. It is worth $25. And now granted, I have a very nice big TV uh, to watch it on. Um, so, you know, if, if like, I, please don't, please don't watch it on your laptop or phone. If you can avoid it, if that's all you have access yeah, to, yeah, because it's like, it's, I'm not it's gonna like be... how I got mad at my parents for going to watch avatar, you know, like the blue people one in the like regular movie theater. I'm like, the yeah. only reason to go watch that film is because it's 3d. Yeah. So, um, you know, same, same. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think find the best screen that you can to see it on. Um, but do so in the safest way possible because we are still in the middle of a, a, a pandemic. Um, 
And I yeah. really want to see the Suicide Squad. It's making me sad. Oh my god, you haven't seen the Suicide Squad yet? No, I haven't. Amanda, no. I'm dipping into the yeah. pre the pre roll conversation, into the uncut conversation okay. for this one. You yourself said that you have made some very questionable safety decisions in the last few <laughs> weeks in the so name of socialization <laughs> and going out. One of one of those has not been to go see Suicide Squad, and that's what I'm upset about. <laughs> okay. Cause yeah, I mean if there's anything that's worthwhile to be a little like bit go, let's take a little bit like of a risk. Out. A calculated risk. It's, it's, it's calculated risk. Go it's on a Wednesday night when nobody else is gonna be there at like a nine o'clock showing or something, like a nine forty showing. You are you you are untethered. You have the ability <laughs> to do this yes, without consequence. I do. I do. So do that. Find another one of your untethered, un- inconsequential friends, uh, <laughs> uh, of which you have several to choose from, that you trust, who has been vaccinated yes. and will wear their mask. I mean, inconsequential in the most enviable way I, possible. I, 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 yeah, I I had to believe that that yeah. otherwise we wouldn't be friends. But I hope I, people listening to the podcast also were like inconsequential. Yeah. I get it. I get. I get. Um, your, I get your essence. Go see. It. Go see the Suicide Squad. I mean, it's not going to happen. I'm flying out like in two days. Oh my and god! I'm like, it's. I'm going to be sh- like the thing that is making me really, really upset is that I don't think I'm going to get to see Shang Chi until like September 13th. Because I mean, the people. The thing that's actually really awesome is like I'm going to Boston for that first weekend, and I'm actually going to see my friends that would totally go to that movie with me, but like. Is that what I want to do while I'm in Boston is go see a movie that I could see anywhere else? So I don't know. I'm going to see if I can convince some people down there to go with me. But it's like, I'm I, I like, come on. I'm like risking my life to go travel to like a different. I'm like, and I mean, I'm being dramatic. Obviously, I'm not. I'm going to be as safe as possible. But it's like, you know, going to a movie theater just seems like I've only ever done that once. I remember with my sister in New York, we went to go see the host and that was great. But it's also because we went to see a lot of other things and then we just like went to the movies one night. And I still forever, like, I love that movie and that book. I don't know. I know that people can judge me for this. And I think we've done whole podcasts on this, but like, that was, I was, it was worth it. Maybe I'll go see Shang-Chi while I'm down in the States. We'll see. But anyways, I'm not going to get to see the Suicide Squad. I'll watch the Suicide Squad when I'm back on my TV. I actually, I fully endorse the vacation movie. I really yeah. like oh, okay. I really like the experience of we are somewhere else. Let's let's That's go fair. to the movies. But okay. but also I am what would be classified as a cinephile, so it's like if if you ask me what I wanted to do right now, I uh, it's one of two things. I would like to go to a movie or play video games. That's what I want to do at any given moment. At any given moment. Like if if somebody walked in and said like you you have to go see a movie right now. I would be like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's not, sure. <laughs> I'll stop what I'm doing. I'll go see a movie. Um, nice. And and it could be, okay, here's a really great example. We, uh, I, I, you guys, longtime listeners will know that I was very down on the idea of a Venom film outside of the continuity of uh, Spider-Man, the character. Yeah. I thought that you, that idea. hilarious to watch you change your mind on this. It's I thought crazy. that idea was the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. And I was frankly <laughs> offended at the notion. <laughs> but 
uh, my boss at the time was was very fond of we we have finished a project let's go to the movies so we had finished a project we had launched a, a new product so the the ux and dev teams are, are we're gonna go to the movie and what just came out venom just came out let's go see venom and i was like cool i'm gonna have so much fun tearing this movie apart while we watch it um who wants to sit next to me while i make fun of this movie the whole time and uh, uh my 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 co-worker slash friend micah former co-worker now but but still friend Micah was like, Oh, I will definitely sit next to you and we will share Twizzlers. I really miss before the pandemic. Um, <laughs> and we will, and we will thing. eviscerate this movie. That's, that's perfectly fine by me. Okay, cool. I, and then we sat down and it was very much one of those things where it was like, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Uh, but it didn't matter. It was like, do we want to, Hey, do you want to cut out of work? halfway through the day go eat lunch on company dime and then watch a movie yes what movie doesn't matter let's go so yeah so to me it's like like i i actually really like the idea of like let's go to a different city and see what their theater is like um if i can help it i will try and find like the best theater that they have or like the most novel theater that they have dude when so. I was in Korea, I was by myself for a day while Ryan, because Ryan was coming back from Tokyo, and I was like, well, I met, went to see him in Tokyo, and then I went to Korea, and I was like, come to Korea with me for a couple of days. And it was while I was there by myself, I totally went to go see Doctor Strange in a 4D theater. I will never forget that. It was so unnecessary. Exactly. So unnecessary. <laughs> like, I can tell you all of the movies that, like, I, that I've seen on vacation. Right. Yeah. I like saw. It, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. I saw the Little Rascals when I went to Penticton. the The first time I went to Penticton, I saw the Little Rascals in the Penmar, um, which uh, it is tragic to me that the Penmar doesn't exist anymore. Uh, well, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because even though it's a tiny little weird theater, or was, I uh, I love it. I I lo- I love those types of theaters. It doesn't need to be a big screen in order to be impressive for me. Um. I saw Mortal Kombat in the theater in Revelstoke, which like the theater in Revelstoke is a one screen movie house and uh, it's got a, it's a balcony. Like it's, it's not a theater. It's a movie house like, or, or a movie palace. Nice. Right. So it's yeah, like yeah. the old art deco style. And I remember sitting in the balcony cause I'd never sat in the balcony for a movie before I uh, am watching Mortal Kombat. <laughs> these two things do these flavors do not traditionally <laughs> go together. But it's in my brain and I love it. Uh, Crystal and I went and saw Your Highness in Seattle when we went down to Seattle once. I'm trying to think what else what else have I seen on vacation? I mean, like we used to drive down to Bellingham uh, every year to do Christmas shopping, which is like just across the border. It's the it's the nearest city from Vancouver uh, when you cross the border. Um, Go go to the Bellis Fair shopping mall. And there was there's a theater in the Bellis Fair shopping mall, so I I can re- but I can remember every movie that I've that I'd seen at that theater, which like Back to the Future two, uh, Home Alone, uh, dude, I'm Mi- Mighty Ducks two, of- not at that theater, but in Bellingham oh, at the other theater. In Bellingham, uh, nice. yeah, I love I those experiences. Shape, Shape of Water in Mexico, and the problem with watching Shape of Water in Mexico is that 
there is some parts of the movie that are not in English. And so mm -hmm. they got translated into Spanish. But the parts of the movie that were not in English were in Russian. And my dad speaks Russian. So we were trying to like ask my dad what they were saying. But he 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 like couldn't quite he like couldn't quite like while we're in the movie theater, like that's not how his brain works. He couldn't like translate for us over there. On there's the like a, there's like a, a whole chunk of the movie that like I just have no idea what happened because it was <laughs> in Russian. That's awesome. But yes. I now I'm, now I'm remembering. This is so funny. I like didn't think that I went to go see movies while I was on vacation, but now I'm like recalling as yeah. we're sitting here that I'm like maybe it is something that I do. Go see so. Shang Chi while you're on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, Amanda. Here's the thing. You are going to regret it if the movie gets if spoiled for you. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. You will regret it. I you always, will say to yourself, is, I should have done this. The thing is, is that I always go first night that stuff comes out for Marvel. And yeah. this is one of those movies that I'm like, I'm literally like, it just sucks that my flight is like at one o'clock in the morning. So I like, I can't even go on the Thursday night to like see stuff because I'll be late for my flight. But I'm like, I'm debating it. If I should just like go to the go with all of my suitcase like to the movie theater and like watch the movie and then leave. <laughs> Anyways, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh let's talk about a movie that most anybody can just watch right now. Yes. From yes. the comfort of their own home. As long as you have a Netflix subscription. I I I'm or sure in most regions at this point. With a Netflix subscription. Yeah um and that that movie is the i'm gonna go ahead and call it right now instant classic <laughs> he's all that uh this movie i'm gonna say a lot of positive things about this movie because i had a great time watching it last night but i'm going to start with my chief and solitary complaint okay the fact that it features multiple actors from the original film. She's all that, but is not in continuity with she's all that is. It's an affront to filmmaking. But how do you know it's not? How do you know it's not in continuity? Not because in there is nothing specifically that calls it out as in continuity. And there are two things that call it out as not in continuity. Rachel Lee okay. Cook plays two different characters across these two films, as does Matthew Lillard. Who are the, I, but, they're, they're the most prominent people that are in both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not necessarily. Like, the, do, do we know what her name is? Like, Rachel yes. Lee Cook's character's name is? Oh, yes. Really? Oh. On IMDb and in the film, she is credited oh, as Anna Sawyer. Oh, as bummer. opposed to okay. being Lainey Boggs, Lainey Boggs in the original film. And, and <laughs> well, here's uh, the thing too, though. Matthew Lillard is Brock Hudson in the original, which is <laughs> a, a, an absolutely name. ridiculous name. Yes. And he's just Principal yes. Bosch in, in the new one. Okay. Okay. But I will say, so here's the thing. She's the man. Nope. She's all that. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about your favorite movie not, of not all time. You. She's the man. Not I love She's the Man. I, really I, I know. It comes up way more often than it should. <laughs> Continue. She's Anyways, all that. Is like I, It is a classic from like my childhood. And 100%. I just... and But when I kept getting advertisements for He's the Man, I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. He's Why all that. Yep. Yeah. He, he's all, what did I say? He's the you man. You said he's the man. 
Oh no, I'm sorry. That's going to happen many times. <laughs> Somebody keep track and tweet at me how many times I do that on this podcast. Anywho. It's um, two already. That's the running count already is twice. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so he's all that. I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. Like, this is just like taking something from my childhood and like making it like a lesser version of it or whatever. But then it, it showed up and it was a Saturday morning. And as I want to do, I turned on the television and Netflix like, it, it it never really steers me wrong with the like where it's like you know you want to watch this at this particular point in time and it did that on saturday in the morning it, it decided that i wanted to watch he's all that oh i almost did it again um and then i turned it off after i was done and then i went to do something else and i came back and then it advertised to me the korean drama that just started and i was like yes i do want to watch that as well so they're really good with their recommendations so i just watched it i didn't like it when they were like advertising it to me but when i turned it on and they were like this is the thing that you should watch and i was like sure i got nothing better to do it's a saturday morning and i mm -hmm. am inconsequential as mike may say <laughs> so i didn't have anything else to do yeah um but the thing that really got me was was when we got to Matthew Lillard mm -hmm. and it was good enough that I had to tweet about it because what I didn't realize is the absurdity of she's all that and how it got called out in the movie. So I will say that my thing for this movie that I really love is how much it highlighted the absurdity of the original movie, but in like a fun way, like the, I didn't realize, like, I don't know if people haven't seen, she's all that do yourself a favor and go watch it. Um, but there is a dance sequence at the prom and i i remember when we were watching it like as right as youngins or whatever that it just was you know it was just a dance that happened but yeah. it was very much because it was usher and that was like a feature of like like it was like usher was like a like a guest star in this film right and he was the dj and it was like a i don't know but then they call it out like if they didn't call it out so much in this movie i wouldn't have recognized how absurd it was in the original but like that's that's what I love about sequels or like new movies is like what it what it allows you to reflect on from the original movie. But also you don't have to have watched She's, She's All That to enjoy. He's all that. No, you don't. Um, no, there There is actually a third film in this uh, in this non-connected and unofficial Ooh. franchise. And okay. that's that's uh, not another teen movie. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Because not yeah, another teen movie. I'll give the it to you. I'll give the it to main storyline of not another teen movie is not even a parody. This is I love this because it's it, both the original scary movie and not another teen movie. <clears throat> they are both. They are not actually parodies. There are parodies within those movies, but the but movies themselves, themselves actually are movies. They yeah. are. They're actually just worse versions of the movie that they are quote unquote parodying. Um, like, like scary movie is just a worse version of scream. Like but it's a, just, a it's just a less intelligent like, version, but it's like less scary, which I also yeah. enjoy. Cause I don't like being scared. Um, and, and, and not another teen movie is, is very much like the, the core story of it is very much a, a bad version of she's all that. Um, although it has, it has one very important, uh, uh, advantage, which is that it it's Chris Evans. So, I uh, <gasps> oh wait, he's in not another teen movie. Yeah, is he's the, the he's the Freddie Prince Jr. character in not another teen. Is that movie. the whipped cream where he wears the whipped cream bikini? Does he in that? Or is one? that? 
because there is the, definitely a parody movie in which Chris Evans mocks the scene in Varsity Blues. Yeah, well, that would be it. And if people yeah. have it, that would be it. But like, I, I always just, I always, Varsity Blues or that movie. I always remember the, and it's a meme now, the where he walks up and he looks at the like, it's like the student of the year, like most handsome or whatever. And he like, it's a picture of him and he looks at it and he just smiles and keeps walking. And now it's a uh, now like you. Whenever you see the gif, now it's almost always the America's ass. Like oh it's, yes, it's yeah, just yeah, him yeah. walking up and admiring Captain America's butt and smiling and walking away. I now uh, have to see. It's, it's got to be Chris Evans whipped cream bikini. I've got to. And you did you watch Varsity Blues? I have never seen Varsity Blues. I have actually never seen She's All That from start to finish. <gasps> Whoa! Like I've like I've never. It's one of those because of the the time period from which it came out. Look, she's all that is 1999. It is May of 1999. <clears throat> I'm sorry, but if I'm going to the movie theater in May of 1999, it is to see one of two movies. It is either The Matrix for the third or fourth time, or it's The Phantom Menace for the second or third time. I. Uh, and then when you get into June, June or July, I think it's June. Tarzan comes out. I think I had. It Why on would DVD I see though? any other movies that? Summer? I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think I just watched. It. I just had the DVD. Yeah. So so I I have absolutely seen all of she's all that, but I have never sat and watched the movie from start to finish. Gotcha. For sure, I have never right. sat and watched the movie from start to finish. Um, and and not another teen movie is similar. I've never sat and watched not another teen movie from start to finish, but I have seen all of that movie, and so. Those two films are actually just one movie in my brain for the most part. Yeah. So it's fair, like, fair. so the ridiculousness of them stopping in the middle of the prom to have a dance off or whatever is like, yeah, this makes sense because it's because she's all that is a parody. My, the, the, the deepest connective tissue I have to she's all that. And again, longtime listeners are, I've probably already heard this story, but in the lineup for the midnight, premiere of the phantom menace in a line shoulder to shoulder with however many people fit into that theater so i, I don't know how many people do you think fit into the biggest screen at the oh, 150 150 that's probably that would be my guess as well right so shoulder okay. to shoulder in a lineup with 150 people all waiting to get in no assigned seating it's 1999 yeah, what, you have how to would you even oh man remember those days they oh, didn't even have man. a computer it was a cash register I know. Yeah. like it yep. yeah Yep. Um, that's the sound that it makes. It's just like yeah, just, yeah, it's just I love like it. No, I love making it. noises, and you're like, I guess yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I in the this is one of the best jokes I've ever made in my entire life, and it just came out. It was it was like uh, it was a moment of inspiration. It was as if one of the muses came down and spoke it into my ear, and then it came out my mouth. And because uh, uh, I'm standing with my friend Jeremy and and we're being goofs because we've been in a lineup since like three o'clock that afternoon. No, actually earlier. We skipped the last couple of classes. I, I think we left it at lunch or something like that. But I uh, we've been in this line in the sun for a very long time with not a lot of food and a lot of sugar. I, I and and I just yellow as loud as I can. Wait a second. You mean this isn't the line for she's all that? And like three people chuckled 
and uh, and it's a joke that I have been retelling. Wow, my entire life. Uh, all right, all right, uh, yeah. Um, right. because, because people I was people. standing next, we're in the lineup for the Phantom Menace and there's, there's four posters in front of the Penmar. You know this, Amanda. I know right. you know this. Yes. Uh, I a hundred percent. Picture it in your mind, right? Whatever yeah. boring adult movies, there's two of them, there's Star Wars and then there's She's All That. And we're standing next to the poster for She's All That. And that's when I just, I was hit by this inspiration. Um, uh, I think they had come out and like announced like, oh, we're going to be letting you in. Uh, for, right. in a few minutes yeah, so there's yeah, like yeah. a hanging sign that was like this is the lineup for phantom menace nothing will ever compare with that night by the way i i right on. the phantom menace what a that it's never been captured all of the other midnight premieres early showings i i really miss midnight premieres i, I, I hate don't. that it's now like it's I, it was seven the best thing ever Thursday. when they were like it doesn't just put it out on the Thursday. No. <laughs> like, come on. It makes so much, but no, I get what you mean though. And that I, that I went to one of the it's star Wars like late at night. Yeah. And I don't know. They, it, it was, it, it is good. Hey, the, the female lead against Chris Evans and not another team movie is, um, the, um, Meredith Gray's sister in Grey's yeah. Anatomy. Yeah. Uh, ah, uh, I feel like I yeah. should rewatch um, not another team movie. Oh my God. Her name is on the tip classic. of my tongue, but whatever. It's, it's Sh- Shyler lay Kyler. It's, it's Kyler. Kyler. Yeah. That is C H Y L E R. How yeah. was I supposed to know that that's pronounced Kyler? Make me sound like an idiot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, that's your problem. Look, not Kyler. mine. <laughs> I can't Kyler. control what makes you feel like an idiot, Amanda. No, you, you, you going, it's Kyler. It's Kyler. That's her name. <laughs> That's her name. Okay. It's not my fault um, that you don't know that. And that how I many do. times have I talked about Fired Up on the podcast too, though? Because Eric Christian Olsen is also in this movie, and he's like Fired Up is the best. Sorry, in which one? Which one of the movies are you talking about? Not another teen movie. Oh, okay. We're talking about not I'm another. Still teen on movie. not another teen okay. movie. No, I I moved on from talking about she's all that because yeah. that has like actual people in it. Like that has that's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Paul Walker. Man, like yeah. come on. Now, I mean, like, oh, obviously, bro. Paul Walker cannot and be in Kieran Culkin. And Kieran Culkin. Kieran yeah. Culkin. It's got oh. everybody. Lil' Kim's in it. Gabriel yeah, Union. Yeah. Like, this movie is... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Gabriel Kevin Union. Pollock is like in it. Gabriel, like, yeah. it's this movie is sex. She's she's All That is a classic, even though I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it is not a good movie, but it is but it is a good movie. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good, bad movie, right? Also, the cover but, is so fun. It's purple and orange. And there aren't a lot of movies that the covers are like yeah. bright, vibrant colors like that. It's just so like, I don't know. I feel like I want to know desperately um, why Freddie Prince Jr. is not in He's All That. Um, I also like, so, stopped asking, like acting. No, he he's he's actually on a uh, the the reboot of uh, uh, not reboot. It's like a. It's like a continuation revival, whatever, of uh, uh, Punky Brewster. Uh, oh uh, yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he was filming Punky Brewster. So he's so um, he's he's Anna on that. Anna Paquin, but I forgot Anna Paquin's yeah, also in this movie. Um, both movies are written by the same person. So both both she's all that and he's all that are written by R. Lee Fleming Jr. Oh, I'm gonna open up uh, cool. this person. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that this is a man. It is. Uh, even though it was initials, at the I end. forgot that it's based on Pygmalion too, which is basically just My Fair Lady. Yes, I always forget that too. 
They, oh, maybe that's why they brought My Fair Lady onto uh, Netflix because they keep advertising My Fair Lady to me, and I'm yeah. like, I've already seen this. I'm not gonna rewatch My Fair Lady, but now I might because I forgot that it's like the reverse adaptation of She's the Man. She's all that. <laughs> still counts. That still counts as one. Mark it down. I caught it. I uh, so hey, what what else has uh, R. Lee Fleming Jr. written? Uh, hey, let's see. I. Uh, so something called Migo. I have no idea what that is. TV series. Uh, oh, get over it. One episode of two of a kind. She's all that. The movie, get over it. A couple of episodes of friends. Uh, the MTV movie awards in 2002, a bunch of one tree hill. I, uh, I, uh, Oh, well, I guess writer three episodes of one tree hill. Um, uh, uh, credited for something else in 2006. I don't know what that is. The Lion Game, All Night, Light as a Feather, Childhood Thoughts, uh, which was a TV series. What? Mila Kunis. The episode is Mila Kunis. I am really confused by that. What are you credit. looking at? Because I'm, I'm looking, looking at IMDb. Very different. I'm looking at something very different. What is it? What is it that you just flagged? What, these are, what are these are all about? the written by credits. Filmography no, for Arlie Fleming Jr. Yes, I know. What was the one that you just said? Childhood <laughs> Thoughts, TV series, okay. characters, one episode. And then <laughs> underneath it, it says Mila Kunis 2020 and then characters in Brad. I don't understand what this is oh, saying. Bad. Yeah, this is it's weird. He's a character maybe in something. This is all very. It's all, anyways. No, look, the episode you know, is titled made- Mila Kunis. I just, some people just, you know, are known what? for, anyways, people can look up this person on IMGb. Messed up. And, and, and the point of all of that is that, like, this guy has not written anything. <laughs> He's written some very high profile stuff. Two, he wrote two teen movies in the 2000, early, in the yeah. 1990s, 2000s. That and a, yeah, and a, and a bunch of One Tree, a bunch, a, f- a few episodes of One Tree Hill and a couple episodes of Friends. I... I, but you cannot convince me. The only person who could convince me this of this is R. Lee Fleming Jr. himself. That the first draft of this movie was not a direct sequel to She's All That. Oh, of course it would have been. And that Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook would have been the parents of of the 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 protagonist um who ends up being paget sawyer but who knows what they were named in that in that uh, uh i mean that would have been draft. yeah that i mean that's how the movie should be to be honest it absolutely what, is and been, matthew lillard should be brock hudson as the principal of the school because correct me if i'm wrong he was a juvenile delinquent type teen movie yes. character in the first one right so Yes. Um, yeah, it, 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 it would have been a very well, good joke for him. I mean, it still is a good he joke that he's the principal. He but. wasn't actually a juvenile delinquent. That was actually the shtick was that he was like a star of the real world or whatever and a little bit older than them. And so okay. he was too cool. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I, yeah, it, like it, it, this should have been, I guarantee that when this started in development, it was a direct continuation um a uh, uh, direct continuation uh, what 20 years later <laughs> um 
but uh but but when freddie prince jr was like i'm not doing that i probably because he read the script and went i don't i don't need to do this therefore it's fun everybody's rebooting stuff now and it's just it would have been fun to have him in it as well but it's you know what it was it's still a fun movie and here if we're getting into our like things that i kind of liked about it was the uh diversity in the men that i thought was interesting Mm -hmm. like the the like um and actually the women like they 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 were very body positive in like yeah. who they featured as like the secondary characters, which I think is kind of cool. I th- Actually, I th- also the lead, like also the lead girl is like. I think I think that the movie in general, and this is one of the things that I like the most about it. I think the movie in general was very conscious of those decisions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it it was conscious without being preachy. It was conscious without being overt. It's never yes. Yes. it's never said that the lead character that Paget is not as thin and like model, like as some of these other girls, it's never explicitly said. Right. But it, it absolutely was a choice because when you're casting a movie, you can cast someone that looks however you want. And so for a movie like this, it's, it can only be a conscious choice to not in, in I mean in twenty twenty one we're a little bit more evolved, but even still, you look at the majority of movies that get made, especially movies with this type of subject matter, and you immediately get the skinniest, uh, uh most like, you know, uh model pretty girl, and then and then you put a pair of glasses on her to make her seem like she's a little bit less than that. Um but but which is funny because that's the trope in the first movie right but i uh, but they didn't they they cast a a girl a woman with a with a very like uh we I don't we don't want to use the word normal right but like but like with a very sort of uh, uh average body type i would say like she's not she's very pretty just not it's not like they were like oh you know like like i uh, i don't know I don't know how to how to say this, but but you know what I'm getting Wait, at, right? Is that like yes, like she I looks get, I get what you mean. she looks like an actual person and not a movie star, right? Um, and they surround the 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 lead characters with all of these other characters that are like like the main cast is not just a bunch of white people. They're 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 the the three leads are all white. <laughs> white, yes. But his best friend is is uh, 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 Indian, right? Uh, and uh, her friends are are I, I mean I don't know it's, ethnicities I don't play other the, than white. I don't want to play yeah. the game of like yeah. calling out everybody's yeah. ethnicity, yeah, right? Yeah, but you yeah, know what yeah, I mean, like yeah. um and and the the two uh the two best friends that uh, his best friend that's a that's a girl and her best friend that's a girl end up together by the end of the movie and it's never that's the best part it's, it's never like, like a thing, a thing. Yeah. it just it's just something yeah. that happens and it's like and yeah and it's a thing that happens like very organically in the movie of like they're put into a scenario where they they meet each other and there's chemistry and you're like oh that's cute that's that's it's 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 literally it's a meet cute right like 
I said yeah, that yeah. to Crystal. I was like, oh, they're together by the end of this movie. There's no way they're not. Yeah. Um, and then you get to prom and the they same went to prom together. Your character. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, but yeah, like I do, I do feel like they went out of their way to speak to the thematic content of the movie by by casting the net a little bit wider in 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 casting these roles um and 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 not just you know doing what she's all that did which is to make you believe that everybody that goes to high school is beautiful and belongs on a cw if only they put contact lenses in Yeah, yeah exactly um because when we go down the list in she's all that it's like the leads are all incredibly beautiful human beings. Like we're talking about, like we're talking about some exceptional humans, right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas I feel like, like everybody in he's all that is, uh, they are definitely they're rich kids, so they all like dress really nicely and blah blah blah. And it's yeah. like when when Tanner Buchanan first shows up, I uh, I uh, and and they've got him in an awful wig. And they've put pimple makeup on them and they've just basically like, like taken eyeshadow and just smeared it underneath his eyes. Um, you're not fooling anybody. It's no different than Rachel E. Cook at the beginning of She's All That. Where you're like, I mean, he's all right looking with it. I actually kind of liked him better with the long hair than when of they course cut his you hair did. off. And I'm like, oh. Amanda, <laughs> once again, what okay. you consider to be attractive is not necessarily <laughs> not what, what we consider else. mainstream attractiveness. That's fair. You know, ha- like the you've two- been <laughs> fighting the Adam Driver fight since day one, and that puts you in a different category. You need to accept this. Okay. You are in a different category. We all got there with you eventually. Don't get me Especially wrong. It just took so long. <laughs> but, you know, like, yeah, it, it is definitely like Adam Driver's face is definitely one of those ones that you have to learn to love. Uh, but it's one of the best vindications of my entire life yeah. that I shipped them from day one. Oh, I sure. don't understand. You deserve like, it. That was it was so it. great. It was yeah. just so it's just it's yeah. just like the, the one of my life achievements. You deserve it, but you deserve <laughs> it because you were right about something that was wrong. okay like that's the thing is that is that by all accounts what he's the bad guy and also (laughs) look at him and look at daisy ridley and then and yet by the end of those movies and i mean like i think that ryan johnson really did the heavy lifting for us us normal people and brought us into (laughs) the weird world uh, and and made it possible for us to look at Adam Driver and go, oh no, yeah, oh okay, all right. They're the holy, touching hands. Holy shirt, holy touching, shirt Ben with fingers a, are touching. Holy shirt Ben with a blue saber, man. I just, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. It's we so get there by the end of it. It is one of the few <laughs> things that Rise of Skywalker manages to pull off, yeah. and yeah. and only by the grace of Adam Driver. Is that achieved? A hundred percent. There are very few other actors that could have that could have gotten us there with such. Saying paper thin, is is uh the is the most egregious understatement that I could make because the plot of the Rise of Skywalker (laughs) is it's you would need an electron microscope (laughs) to measure the thickness of the plot 
of the rise of skywalker <laughs> it makes so much shade no sense and you I guys know it. this we don't need to get into it all i have to do is say dagger and everybody is on board even people who are like i well, like that man, movie. i have i have blocked that part of the movie completely out of my brain it, not until you just said it it is I, the like, one thing that, that like even, no like, matter i can end the conversation no matter what <laughs> avenue we're on it's like anybody from any perspective of like if we're agreeing that it's a bad movie or somebody's trying to tell me that it that it's great and the plot is fantastic and makes sense all i have to do is say dagger and it's done and it's done because it's like because what are you gonna say to me that the dagger makes any kind of sense that palpatine was like hey hey ochi hey ochi you know you know my sith wayfinders you know my Sith Wayfinders that to get to get to Exegol because you know about Exegol for some reason. Vader does, does doesn't actually. We're gonna retcon that with a comic later, but don't worry about it. But I I to get to Exegol, you need a Sith Wayfinder, and I totally left one on the Death Star. I mean, like I didn't leave it there. I got thrown into the reactor shaft, so it was kind of against my will. But it is there. It's the it's one of there are only two of them, and I know where both of them are. But we're going to leave them. Should we leave them there? I don't know. Go get my Sith Wayfinder so that the <laughs> Jedi can't get to Exegol and stop me. And Ochi was like, I have Ochi of Bestoon, by the way, in case you in case it was cl- okay. unclear. In case was, you were thinking of a I different was, Ochi. I was. We're talking so specifically about Ochi of Bestoon. Until that moment. One okay. of my one of my other greatest jokes of all time is Ochi of Bestoon, more like Ochi of Worstoon. Uh, oh no! It's so good, mm, delicious. I uh, <laughs> it's so good because it's that was such an egregious sound, Mike. I don't think it came across in the way. It's I it so came great. across exactly like best. I wanted it to. That was the best vocalization. I uh, carry on. It's that the quality of that joke works because it is a bad dad joke but it is appropriate and works and is a great joke because that's what ochi deserves uh he no more no less that's exactly what he deserves i but yeah ochi was like i have a much better idea i'm going to go to kefbeer and i'm going to stand on a cliff and i'm going to i'm going to carve a dagger that outlines what this looks like because in 30 years it'll be the same those crashing waves won't have eroded any of that metal it's not a structure that was going to fall down don't don't worry about that part of it i where it's going to be exactly right so that your enemies in 30 years can find the throne room and retrieve it so that they can stop you. Don't. It's very upsetting when you explain it in this. Ah, <laughs> it's like a brain freeze. It that's how it feels in my head. Yes. Here, let me just. I'm. I'm. Just, I'm. I'm. He's all that is a better written movie than than the Rise of Skywalker, because you know what? There that are is... no plot holes in this movie. There aren't. Oh my God, it's, so it's, it's true. It makes perfect sense. Everybody behaves in a logical fashion. 
they're teenagers, so there's a little bit of like you get you you have wiggle room because teenagers are going to behave illogically. But that in mind, they behave they behave more appropriately like teenagers than the teenagers and she's all that. Like it is a better movie. Yes. It's a better written yes. movie than the and, first one. And something that I like too is that they do turn the um the uh, class privilege a little bit on its head, mm-hmm. which I really like. In that, like the neither of the two leads are uh, wealthy, yeah. which is which is cool because it because class dynamics don't really play into the uh, relationship between those two people, which is cool. Like there's just a lot of things that they were able to couch the movie in the original like premise, but do it better because it's modern. I mean, like, I don't know, like, you know, like I, in I, modern. I think that maybe maybe Cameron, the 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 yes. the one that's getting he's all that in. Um Yeah. He's a little bit rich because he's got a whole room in his house dedicated to his photography. I mean, yes. That's and fair. it's not a small room. It's not like it's a coat closet. It's which is all you though. need for a dark room, by the way. It's, a, it's the basement. It's a it's yeah, basement. it's big enough to be somebody's bedroom, for sure. It's that's big enough true. to be somebody's that's very true. nice bedroom. And it is dedicated to his photography that he doesn't share with anyone. But they do get around that by by implying that grandma isn't all there. So these the yeah. kids are kind of running the house a little bit. Um, anyways. Uh, again, not a plot hole. Totally accounted for and in the movie. Yeah. Like, like the movie yeah. explains that dynamic with one line. And it's a fantastic moment. And it... This is actually is a very good movie. It has no right to be a good movie. It should. It's a direct to DVD sequel that is a remake yeah. of a not that great movie to begin with. <laughs> that only exists on nostalgia, and yeah. and yet it it overcomes all of that and ends up being a it ends up being a pretty good movie. Which pretty good for this context I would say is pretty great. Fun. It, I'm it, gonna say pretty fun. I'm not gonna use the word good. Sure, it's a pretty fun movie. Pretty fun movie. I, okay, I'm. I, I am actually gonna take it back. There is one semi plot hole. They try and explain it, but this is definitely movie logic. When he when he beats up the other dude yes. with his kung fu moves, and it's like okay. I'm gonna allow it because I don't know if you know this, Amanda, but but Tanner Buchanan is one of the leads on Cobra Kai. So. Oh! Yeah, he's one of the leads from Cobra Kai. So when he starts doing karate, I'm like, yeah, he's a martial artist. Like, you can't make this movie and not (laughs) have him do some martial arts. They talk talk about him liking martial arts movies. Yes, but but you cannot learn martial arts from watching Jackie Chan films. It is not possible. No, it's not possible. But you would assume that maybe he was an aficionado because, like, he would have learned it as well. Like, there's a lot of people that Amanda, I am an aficionado of kung fu films. I love kung fu movies. If someone came at me to punch me, I would have to take that square on the jaw because I have no recourse. (laughs) Okay. 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 That's fair. You cannot just say that somebody watched a bunch of movies. I have seen the Star Wars films so many times. I mean that. I can't no, 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 fight no, no, with no. a lightsaber. That's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I mean yeah. that sometimes when you like something, yeah. you then go study it. In the same way that I sure. like Korean dramas and I started learning Korean. But that right? but, so it's like But what you've just defined is a plot hole, Amanda, because that is not that you have two pieces of plot. You have the 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 one time in the movie 
uh, two times in the movie because this is one of the times in the movie that it gets mentioned that he likes kung fu movies. But there's one time in the movie where they mention that he likes kung fu movies. And then you get to the point in the movie where he knows kung fu. The yeah. gap, the distance between those two, it's a, <laughs> two that's points. a hole that's that the fair. movie doesn't explicitly cover. That's fair. It's like when he shows up at the end of the movie in. on a horse. That was established early in the movie that he works with horses and that he's a, and she calls him a horse girl, right? Like, so we know that, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. we know that he likes horses and that he is, that he's yeah. a horse boy. And, and so okay. when he shows up on a horse at the end of the movie, literally to ride up and get off the horse, it's like, it's great though, that that, oh, that does not become a plot hole because they show the horse like trailer yeah and, and the love, sister that's the best yeah. part of the movie where it's like he didn't ride all the way there because yeah no yeah that wouldn't have made any sense that's, they do the very california thing of of calling out the the highway the whatever they the call out everything in this movie and that's my favorite part about it is like matthew lillard's character always having announcements where he goes i don't understand it but the committee decided this was a good idea so yeah. I'll support it. <laughs> like, like so, constantly. So I want to talk about Matthew Lillard, Lillard for a second. Because okay, let's do it. I think that Matthew Lillard is one of the most underrated actors in Hollywood. I oh, have never sure. seen a Matthew Lillard performance where he was not giving 1,000%. All the time, every time, without fail. He is always there. He shows up. He's done the work, even when it's a, what is essentially a cameo in this film. I mean, like he, he does play a role, but. But it's, yeah, no, it's a cameo. It's a cameo, right? But regardless, there are a lot of jokes in this movie that kind of they kind of waffle. They don't they don't land a hundred percent. But you're like, that's cute. Every single one of his jokes, a couple of which shouldn't work, and they do absolutely yeah. work. At the very end, when he dances, that oh, yeah. is not that's that's it's lame. It's lame in any other context. <laughs> but but he nails it so hard, and he. Yeah always does and it takes me back to scream and at the end of the oh, movie yeah. when he gets he's stabbed and oh. the, the the and he's like having his like Where death moment and he's scream? like i'm feeling yeah. kind of woozy and he's got like the spittle coming out of his mouth and all of that and it's like he goes to a place in that where he is it's very unflattering it's very like like there's it's very much like oh i do not feel sorry for this guy who is dying which is exactly where you need to be at the end of scream yeah. when he dies you need yeah. to feel that for his character and matthew lillard that early on in his career understood the context of his role in that film to the point that he he pushed that moment of his performance and like, and when you go back, the best thing about Scream is going back and watching it after you know what happens, right? And watching all of the the the. I watched Scream too before I watched Scream. Oh really? Because I'm that kind of a person. Like I was more of an "I know what you did last summer" fan oh, than a Scream. I mean, a hundred percent. Because 100%, Sarah, Sarah I'm in the Michelle same Gale, boat. But 
and Freddie Prince Jr. and Ryan Philippi. This is who oh, are yeah. just yeah. Come on, yeah. superior. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's just get but, that right out of the yeah. way. Superior. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need. It's not a debate. It's not. A, it's also not a competition. That's like saying. That's like saying that your high school swim team is competing with the Olympic swim team. Not. They're not the same. Oh. They're not the same. Okay. Scream is great. I, I love I Scream. Scream is a classic, but but like I know what you did last summer is like a teen movie, but but that's horror esque. And I get that Scream kind of is too, but like this is the reason know. why the reason why Scary Movie can't be a proper parody is because Scream is already a, a, a meta narrative like, on yeah, yeah. the movie that it is. Like it's it like that's true. It's it's a it's 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 a, it's a, it's the Ouroboros, right? It's a snake eating its tail. Like it, it like Scream doesn't exist without the movies that Scream is lampooning but paying homage to at the same time. Because Scream right. very much yeah. goes into the like, oh, these are the rules. Never say I'll be right back, right? And then Matthew Lillard goes, I'll be right back. And you're like, ha ha, he's gonna die. No, he's not. He's the killer. Like, but if you've been paying attention, you should know that he's the killer. But he can't be the killer because I'm pretty sure that that I uh, uh what's his face? I I He's in Riverdale. He's I can't remember his name right now. Skeet Ur- Earl. Skeet, Skeet Ulrich is Skeet the killer, Ulrich, right? Yeah. And and like yeah, the yeah. great twist of Scream. I'm sorry if I'm ruining Scream for anybody right now, but the great it's twist. It's classic. Of Scream you should watch it. You is that they're it. is that they're both the killer, right? Like that's is that like it's it's not one killer. Um, oh no, I forgot. You'd forgotten that. I forgot because again, I think I watched Scream two. Right, and I think yeah. the 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 killer in Scream, two, isn't the killer in Scream two like Jerry O'Connell's character or something? Yes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, is that? I think so. Is it okay? So that's the one I remember. I see. But I remember Matthew Lillard, Lillard being like, there's a video of his character in the second one, right? Where he like comes back yeah. to to say the rules of the first one. Yeah. Or something. I it, I have seen Scream one, probably three or four times. I've seen scream two and three once each See, and i my, still haven't I'm seen the opposite four. i'm the opposite i've seen scream two a couple times yeah. but i think i've only seen the first scream like one time because i wanted to know the context for the second scream movie crystal actually no. the it, it, in a in a complete antithesis to who she is as a human being actually really likes the scream movies and uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before Halloween October is the only time I can get her to watch scary movies um, like anything horror or or anything like that and, and generally it's got to be something that also has a bit of humor it's got to be something that's a that's horror but irreverent she's not gonna watch Halloween right like she's not gonna watch an actual slasher like a Friday the 13th or something like that but she will watch scream she'll watch uh I uh, cabin in the woods we watched last year i think oh that's um, great scream was originally called like scary movie man yes that's crazy yeah you didn't uh, did you, are you I just learning that, that today i'm uh, learning i'm on the wikipedia page yeah. i didn't know that and i also didn't know that it was inspired by a real life thing that was meta in and of itself yeah this movie is there's like people should watch scream man because it totally is they're like talking like if you read the wikipedia page that's totally what it is right like it revitalized the horror genre like in the 90s oh yeah and yeah it brought was, back the teen, was, like, teen slasher movie and it was sure. like because it was it was casting actors that people knew and they're saying that it brought in a female viewership and i was like i am part of that yeah. because i would never watch and i still haven't like i hate scary movies i hate them 
but I really have an affinity for the Scream franchise and for I Know What You Did Last Summer and then Cabin of the Woods because there's something about like the, the like teen bent on the uh, like I don't know and oh yeah and Happy Death Day obviously we are aware that that yes. is a movie I enjoy because it's like um, it's like yeah. horror adjacent anyway sorry carry on you were in the middle of saying something no 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 that's that's no. that's all part of it you know I oh, I, okay. I will say like what what I was gonna say about Scream versus I know you did last summer is that Scream it did it, all that stuff right it it brought brought back the genre it, it it revitalized the the slasher film specifically with that context of the teen slasher um but then I know what you did last summer it 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 took that and it and then it like it it I would say did it for real, but like it didn't have the, the, Hey, this is a, this is a, like, we're actually like, this is a meta narrative on the genre of movie that it lives inside of, which the screen movies, like I said, like, that's what they are. Right. Um, Which is, it's, it's really funny because they brought back Wes Craven to do scream, but he had already done that story in a uh, uh, new nightmare, which is about like, they're making it's, it's like a whole, they, they already did the meta. Like it's a horror movie within a horror movie within a horror movie sort of thing. But I, 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 yeah. Anyways, um, we should talk more about Scream. And, I forgot. I forgot. Leave Schreiber was in this movie too. I feel yeah, like that's man. where I first met Leave Schreiber. Like I, I forgot about this. I feel like I should rewatch this movie now because. Well, let's save so it. Bill, let's Billy. let's save it for October. <clears throat> yeah, um, Matthew. That, that feels Matthew appropriate. Matthew Lillard is in both, right? I feel like he. I don't know. Yeah, I just it was. It's a pretty good twist. I don't know. It's a. Big, um, it's a decent. A decent move. well now it's ruined, ruined for you but you know <laughs> well i yeah. people have had their opportunity no he's not in the second one i don't understand some i feel like i remember a video of him explaining stuff in this maybe he is, is it i i don't maybe it's oh my... yeah no he is a, he has an uncredited cameo at the okay. sorority party in scream 2 yeah yeah okay there you go. I, f- I feel like maybe that's um, there's something there's something <clears throat> anyways enjoy oh, rose mcgowan oh so fun so fun. Uh, what are we talking about on this podcast? He's the man. He's all that. He's all that. You just did it again. Mark it down. Okay. I. Um, <clears throat> but Matthew Lillard. What? The other thing is this is is Scooby Doo, right? Well, he's, that's what we were talking about. We were talking about Matthew yeah. Lillard. I was like, how did we get talking about Scream? Because yeah. <laughs> he's he's Shaggy in the two live action Scooby Doo films, but he also and in the Supernatural episode. He also played Shaggy. For like the next 10, 15 years after that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like yeah. in, in all media. So if there was like a video game yeah. or a cartoon show or like, like what's new Scooby-Doo? Like he, Matthew Lillard played Shaggy in all of that stuff because once he like, had that character, he was like, of course I'll play him. Right. Um, which I really admire about him because Shaggy. most people like look down on, oh, I'll go do voice work or whatever. I, I. It's and, so cushy. People should all go do oh, work. I don't know. Like, I would. Wow. I would do it in a heartbeat. Okay. I. What a great job that would be. Acting without all of the hard parts of acting. It's brilliant. <laughs> 
Because the hard parts of acting are the sitting around on set waiting to do your job and the having to be awake at 3 a.m. to get the, you know, for a night shoot, whatever, right? Like, that's uh, being standing in in fake rain uh, for four hours at a time, right? Like, that's the stuff about acting that sucks in, you know, in movies or whatever. But then, like, voice acting is like you get to do all the fun parts of acting which is the make-believe pretensy part and having fun with other actors with like nine to five hours it's amazing um it's really it's really it's really what i should have pursued when i wanted to pursue acting but there's in the multiverse somewhere i i i feel like i went down this that is, path this is insane that there's so many people in this movie that are actually like known for their online presence like the lead is a like it says like when you look at her Wikipedia page it says genre vlog, like apparently that's like what she's known for. She's all that. She's a, she's a social media yeah. personality dancer and actress. Well, that's the that that was the. I mean, that's what it is. That was the point. That's what it is. I I thought you yeah, knew that that, mean, that that was like a part of the movie is that they cast a bunch is of that they hired. I didn't know yeah. that. That are all influencers. Oh wow, I'm such yeah. an idiot. No, I yeah. had no idea that that was part of it. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole. I'm thing. like, why are all these people known for like YouTube? Yeah, oh, because I'm that's so where old, stars Michael. are discovered. Now. I'm so old. Yeah, you are. You are. You're out of I touch. I don't understand the TikToks. You're out of touch. It's so upsetting. I only watch TikToks. I don't. I cannot. I will. I will not. I refuse. I I watch TikToks when they show up in my Facebook feed. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's how I watch. I am um, You refuse to TikTok is what you're saying? Sorry? You refuse to TikTok? I'm not I will never post on TikTok. I will never ever okay. post on TikTok. But I appreciate okay. TikTok as a platform. I think that people are doing really cool stuff over there. But I will okay. never post on it because I do not I I could not I couldn't tick or talk, certainly not both at the same time. <laughs> I I, but, but also I am, I am a hair's breadth away from, from leaving Facebook. And as I've said on multiple occasions in the past, the only reason that that doesn't happen, the only reason I don't just like, I wouldn't ever like delete my Facebook account, but like the only reason that I don't just like basically like, like lock it down and close it and like, like, like log out is, is the group. That's the only reason the Thunderquack Patreon group is the only uh, reason. I mean, because they're they're pretty good. Hey, um, our praise for this movie, by the way, is not the norm. When I look at top stories, the like biggest hits are Netflix's top movie is utterly unwatchable, or um, like mm-hmm. something like uh, he's all that. Netflix dull TikTok team remake lacks charm. If you are paid, if you are paid to have an opinion about movies, it's not in your best interest to be effusive about anything in the first to place. To enjoy them. That's fair. Um, and certainly not about something that is not for you. Because here, the thing about being a professional film and television critic is that you are generally an adult in order to do that. Again, there are exceptions, but generally speaking, that's the case. This is a teen And this movie, movie. is not for you. So... Yeah, yeah like you definitely have to put yourself in the mindset it is a direct to netflix teen movie and if you would just like to sit and have an enjoyable evening without a lot of heavy lifting it is it is a good movie for that 
And I look, I watched the Green Knight on Saturday and he's all that on Sunday. Nice. Did I enjoy them to the same degree? Not on your life. (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) Did I have an enjoyable evening both nights? Yes. Was I incredibly frustrated and mad at myself and confused and a little bit scared after watching The Green Knight? Of course I was. That's how you're supposed to feel after watching a grown-up movie. Was uh, did I have a sense of superiority and and uh, was I did I call every single plot point in the movie before it even happened? Uh, uh, yes, except for when the goth girl got was the same. That oh my god, what a wonderful <laughs> joke that was! She's so good, so good so when good. she rushes the stage and he's like, actually, you came in fourth, and she's like, well, I demand a <laughs> yeah. recap. She's like, nope, not necessary. You lost by all. <laughs> lot by a lot Uh, it is i said to crystal i turned to her i was like so vindicated so satisfying (laughs) to see the villain just just demolished like that it was it was very very nice um yeah but but like do i recommend both movies yeah sure in completely different contexts (laughs) (laughs) with a completely different mindset but like you know it, making a movie is hard. It's a very difficult thing. I think it's admirable that what could be a hollow, phoned-in, Netflix, streaming-only sequel Stop to... Stop disparaging... You can right? mean, like, streaming Netflix. Well, no, but it is, like... Everybody is, like, dying to get on Netflix. Of course, but... But, but when you say it's, like, a direct-to-DVD... It's yeah, sort of exactly. Like the essence of this movie is, like, direct-to-DVD, which is different than, like... There's some movies that are coming out that I'm very much looking forward to that are Netflix-only releases. Yeah, for sure. They don't have the same direct-to-DVD vibes that this No, they're, this they're movies that should be in the theater. Directed- Look, yeah, yeah. The, the Netflix isn't going to campaign this one. They're not going to put it in the theater for two weeks so that it qualifies for the Academy Awards, right? <laughs> There's, that's a different class of Netflix movie that I don't consider a streaming-only movie because they don't stream only. They put them in the movie theater. Right. They put them in two movie theaters, one in New York and one in Los Angeles, and they only invite the critics, but it qualifies them for the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes, and that's all that matters. I, I, but yeah, like, like it, this is what it is, and and it's not a that's not a bad thing. Like direct to DVD, direct to home video movies exist, and some of them are fantastic. Some of them are some of my favorite movie experiences of my life like the 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 great film pre-hysteria which is about a kid that finds some frozen dinosaur eggs for some reason he finds five frozen dinosaur eggs each one of them is from a completely different species and um hey some of these dinosaurs lived in completely different uh uh, eras of time but whatever we're gonna ignore that and uh, and 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 because they were frozen, they stay they stay miniature. They will never get bigger than than the little tiny animatronic dinosaurs that they are in the movie. And then the 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 Tyrannosaurus Rex is on a skateboard at one point. Is it a good movie? Is Prehistoria a good movie? Not at all. Is it is it a a wonderful cherished childhood memory? Yes. So being a directed DVD, directed to Blu-ray, direct to streaming, whatever it's it, you can think of it as disparaging but 
but movies are Who's movies. Who's the main character? Is this a is this is the is the lead character a woman? What in in prehysteria? Prehysteria, yeah. No, it's just a a boy in the nineties with with long straight hair. All I can find is the is the cartoon image of this boy, but he looks like the same kid from uh uh boy the how Macaulay Culkin with the bees, and it's the second my girl, my girl too. Yeah, like he's a he is like, definitely a direct to to home video Macaulay Culkin, if that's what you're. But saying. I don't know where I don't. It, <laughs> I mean, I guess in a roundabout way, it kind of is. is but I can't kid? find out who was the who is the main because I can't all of the cast that it's recommending for me. I'm like, it's definitely not any of these guys. <laughs> like the problem is was that when you go to IMDb now, this who was a child is it, now the an algor- adult. Right? It, exactly. So and you're the like, I think it's this up. Austin O'Brien guy uh that sounds that's that yeah, name sounds so, right okay the reason why you have a connection this is so funny because i'm gonna connect the dot for you 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 okay. all you you got part way there with my girl and macaulay culkin he is the boy in my girl too no that's what i mean yeah yeah oh, okay. no that's what i said he's the boy in my girl too okay that's, i thought you were like making like. it a making a, a connection he's also no, a no, nice no, no, action no. hero He's in a bunch of stuff. No, no, no. He's, the, he's, I love, because the thing is about My Girl, and this is like, I'm sure blasphemy, but like, I very much like My Girl 2 better than My Girl, because I very much liked the boy in My Girl 2 better than I liked Macaulay Culkin. And so like, I just, also, that was like the era of my. Also, life. My Girl is, 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 that's, it's not a fun movie. <laughs> it's not. It's, yes. It's correct. My, My Girl, Girl 2 was a very fun, like, coming-of-age movie about, yeah. like, this girl trying to find herself, whereas My Girl is depressing and My upsetting. Girl is a 90s movie because it, it every frame of the movie is almost sepia-toned, right? Like, it's, like, it's the only <laughs> yeah. colors present are brown and yellow. Um, yes. The whole movie. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Those. These are the only colors that are available to a '90s movie of this type, and it's so much fun and has a great soundtrack and and uh, uh, fun performances. Except for the fact that it is going to quick kick you square in the. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a, a, a man or a woman. It's still going to kick you in the balls at the end of the movie. Because little baby Macaulay Culkin is going to die from being stung to death by bees. And if that's not... It's such a morbid movie. If that's not bad enough, that's not where the movie ends. She shows up to the funeral and, like, loses it because he doesn't have his glasses. He can't see without his glasses. It's so devastating. It's mean. It's mean. It's, it's mean spirited. It's like it's like, hey, hey, we're gonna make you feel some emotions. Oh, okay. So this is like a, this is like an emotional, heartfelt film. No, 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 no. You don't understand. We're gonna make you feel emotions. Like, <laughs> make them, shove them down your throat against oh, yeah. your will. You, you will not be able to resist. It's a very, it's very devastating. Tears. It's a devastating. It's um, fun. Here's the six degrees, six degrees of separation between yeah. the movie we're supposed to be talking about on the podcast and My Girl Two is that that guy Austin O'Brien. Yeah is also in the babysitter's club he plays logan in the babysitter's club okay. and rachel lee cook plays marianne there you go in the babysitter's club so we did it you know those 
We did those those nineties stars. We connected we the dots together. that nobody asked us to connect. <laughs> because I love the movie Prehysteria because it had dinosaurs in it and came out in nineteen ninety three. There's a very there specific there's a very specific <laughs> uh, yeah. uh component there, which is that it yeah. came out in nineteen ninety three, which is also the year that Jurassic Park came out. So uh, oh, every movie that came out in 1993 that has a dinosaur in it, I saw every single one. Oh man! You know what movie I completely forgot about? Gold Digger: The Search for Bear Mountain, which has Anna Chlumsky, Ch- Ch- however you say her last name, and then uh, Christina Ricci, and they're like these two girls that like go up and solve a mystery of Bear Mountain. I remember this movie. Oh man, the 90s were made for me. Maybe it's because maybe I was made in the nineties. Maybe it's the other way around, but like, yeah. come on, there's just some formative stuff there. Sorry. The, that 1993 rule is going to extend into 1994 because I just have to bring up and I will connect it back to, to she's all that, not he's all that, but to she's all that. Uh, and that is an awful, awful, but such a great movie uh, by the name of Tammy and the T-Rex starring Paul Walker. Who is only in about the first, mm, I haven't watched in a long time, but I'm going to go ahead and say the first 15 minutes of the movie. And it's just his voice for the rest of it. Because he is, in fact, murdered um, by a mad scientist who puts his brain into an animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex. Boom. It's such a bad movie. Uh, Wow. Wow. But it's so good. It it is an intentionally bad movie, by the way. Because, Wild America. Oh. Uh, uh, Denise Richards is also Tammy in it, and and I'm gonna spoil it because there is a happy ending to Paul Walker Ooh. getting murdered and having his brain put into an animatronic dinosaur. Because Denise Richards, his girlfriend, uh, knows this, and by the end they 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 defeat the bad guys by killing them all in very bloody what fashion. A weird. What is this weird, weird movie? And the end of the movie is his brain in a jar with eyeballs and her doing a striptease for him. Oh, because they're still together at the end of the movie. It's a it's 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 a camp. It's a very intentionally campy sci fi movie. Uh, A sci fi horror movie. Um, But. I was definitely wow. not old enough to watch this film, but because yeah. the box art did not explicitly have all of the blood that the poster on IMDb shows, um, <laughs> which I'm going to assume is from a subsequent re-release in the early 2000s, I, or like maybe like the early 2010s, because uh, uh, it's a great piece of art. <laughs> it's fantastic. This is insane. I just An saw this and just was like, I have to watch this movie because it's got a dinosaur in it and rented it. And my parents didn't, they weren't in the room wow. when I watched wow. it. Um, wow. Yeah. I love that he escapes, wreaks vengeance on his high school tormentors and is reunited with his sweetheart, Tammy. Yep. Come on, this movie. How does this movie exist? You know what? There is just like this, like, it's not even like this stuff wasn't mainstream. I don't think if people are like younger that are listening to this podcast, like straight up, like, I don't know, these movies we watched unironically. We have been podcasting for so long, Mike. Yeah. And this Two hours is all and 45 nonsense. minutes. 
This is such nonsense. Here, this is this is how you know that it ends in 1994 because in the year 1995, okay. the movie Theodore Rex, starring Whoopi Goldberg and a and a oh. pretty awful animatronic man in a dinosaur costume, is not counted on my list of Jurassic Park well, came go. out and then I watched every dinosaur movie because I looked well, at Theodore Rex and went, no, I'm not going to watch that. Cause it looks awful and, and I'm right. That's it's not good. Um, That's your line. But, but a movie that I have brought up on multiple occasions <clears throat> it, uh, that falls into this is, is the movie Carnosaur, which as I've, as I've expressed before on the podcast is the movie that taught me where babies come from. Uh, right. Because a woman who is making genetically engineered dinosaurs, they gestate the they they don't use eggs it's not like oh we're gonna use an ostrich egg and some frog dna like jurassic park she's like no 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 we're gonna inject it into ladies and she injects one into herself and then gives birth oh my to gosh a i think i'm aware of this oh you're aware of it yeah. because i've talked about it on the podcast before probably yeah yeah haunting haunting fantastic oh my god it's, it's these are, these are things that have shaped my psyche and i <laughs> i are responsible for um, I, I, I don't know, uh, maybe the more deranged parts of my personality. Um, but yeah, yeah. My parents really should have kept a closer eye on what movies I was renting. Uh, they like, cause they had to pay for it. They had to drive me to the video store. I was only nine years old when I rented Tammy and the T-Rex. He, but this is another one of those to go back to the, the throwback to the pre slash post podcast is one of those gender discrepancies. I feel like my parents were like monitoring what we watched a lot more because we were impressionable young girls. Yeah, I I also had a uh, at that time a, child. I had a, a five yeah. year old a, a a a brother who was five years older than me. Right, so yeah, yeah like yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that there was an expectation from my parents that he was paying attention, <laughs> <laughs> and he was, but he was also like, yeah, okay, let's rent Carnosaur. <laughs> like what i don't see a problem with this because because at the time he would have been 13 so there you go to him yeah anyways yeah. that's it we did it we talked about it we talked Yay. about he's all that we talked about she's all that we talked about scream we talked about tammy and the t-rex uh right. we talked about the green knight we had a good time uh the green knight which one of these things does not belong <laughs> yeah. In this podcast? yeah for sure we start we start with the green knight. I think I think sense of security. I think the important context that we give by talking about the green knight and me being like so incredibly like awestruck at its uh majesty in the first part of the episode gives us the credibility to come in in the second half and talk about what are uh, what would probably be considered bad movies by most people and say that like hey, it's okay to like these. Time and a place. Time yeah, and a place. Like, exactly. Like, like them all. Both things can be true. It's perfectly fine. You you can you can actually like good movies and bad movies and just have a good time. And as I have said on multiple occasions in this episode, it is hard to make movies. It is difficult to just accomplish the task of filming something that can be assembled into a story that other people can digest that that action is a feat unto itself to come out the other end with something good is impressive 
to come out the other side with something amazing or exceptional is almost unheard of. The Green Knight is a movie that comes around once every like five or ten years. Like it, it, it's it's that good of a movie. I think um, it might not get respected in that way because it is a fantasy film. So people are going to be like, weird. "Oh, it's real weird." It's very weird. weird, but but it but it is that good in my opinion. Uh, yeah. But but also also at one point in time I was of the opinion that Vanilla Sky was one of the best movies ever made. So take that with a grain of salt. The next time a teenager says something stupid about media, just remember, just remember you, especially those of you who pay us on Patreon, you pay for the privilege to hear what I think about media. And at one point in time, Vanilla Sky was my favorite movie. All right. Vanilla What's Sky. Favorite movie? My favorite wow. movie. Yeah. You're you're a brave man to admit that. But you know, a, a lot of the decisions that I made in my senior year of high school were informed by the film Vanilla Sky. All right? Wow. I've never seen it. Now I feel like I'm missing out on a on oh, understanding really? a core part of who you are. It yeah. is a movie that exists. It definitely yeah. is. Um <laughs> and at one point in time when I was a 17-year-old young man, 16 year old, 17 year old young man, uh, and very impressionable and, and, uh, uh, of undiscerning taste. I believed Cameron Crowe, every, like the, 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 the line that Cameron Crowe was selling me with Vanilla Sky, mm. bought it hook, line, and sinker. And, uh, now as a, as a, as a, as a much more mature and intelligent adult, I look at it and go, there's some cool stuff in Vanilla Sky. I like it, but it's actually a remake of another movie. And, and the, I, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Open your eyes original. is the original. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, that's a translation of the title. It's a, uh, uh, is it Spanish? I think it's a, Sp- cause yeah, Penelope Cruz. Right. So, um, yeah. I, and that movie is, is a much better movie, but also not a great movie. Um, that's it. We did it. We did it. Congratulations. You listened to this whole episode. I uh, did you though? Did you? Well, though? I mean, like if you did, <laughs> if you did, you're here. If you did, and I think you know what to do. And I'm not even going to say anything other than that. I think you little, know what to do. Type of ac- it's a type of accomplishment because there, I know, I know who listened all the way through this one. I already know also, at least five people who listened all the way into. through. Because when you clicked on the podcast, it would have told you how long it was. So that's true. You really did it to yourself. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Some of you, you got more. A whole yeah. other thing that's going to happen it's after long. the music. So, so, many, so long. have fun with that. Uh, have a good two weeks. Uh, what's what's next week? Next week is next week is off the record. So I'll be back next week with off the record, which is the Patreon exclusive podcast. I, I, oh my God! I'll be in New York on vacay. Hey, and then we'll be back. Do you know what I'm going to talk about next week on Off the Record? Because oh, I know. I is it going to be Shang Chi? It'll absolutely be Shang Chi, even though we will also yeah. have uh, an episode of yeah. Enough Said at some point um, in the next couple of weeks. I uh, I don't know what we're going to do with that. We'll have to figure that out. Maybe we'll do it without Amanda. We'll, we'll get somebody else who doesn't know very much about Marvel movies to, or I shouldn't say Marvel movies. <laughs> hey, you know about the movies. Somebody who doesn't know very much about Marvel lore. Comics. 
Uh, yes. Uh, it really doesn't okay. matter for this one. Nobody knows anything about Shang-Chi. Even me, like I, even I don't know that. You know what you could do? You could just to like really mix it up. You could get somebody who knows a lot about Shang-Chi and then it would be. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It, like Curtis will have gotten there by the time that we talk about it. He will have, he'll yeah. have read the entire lexicon of Shang-Chi, <laughs> whatever, you know, he, yeah. such a nerd. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because he's one of my best friends and he knows. I, With all I, the love. Thank you guys for listening. I'll be back next week. Amanda, are you? will you be back in two weeks or do I have to figure something out? You'll no, be back in time, be. right? I'm, I mean, should all go well yeah. with tr- international travel is okay. all I have to say about that because we'll see if I actually do get back. But my plan is to be back for, by September 12th. September 12th is when I'm coming back. Okay. So, so. We, sh- we should be good. You should be back in two weeks. We should be good. I should be good. And you can tell yeah. us all about your trip and whether or not you saw Shang-Chi yeah. in Boston or New I York. Know. Yeah. We'll see. Awesome. It'll be good. Uh, thanks Bye. for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Keep wearing a mask, damn it. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.